now. Insurance-minded speeches from GEICO. It's a common expression, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. However, what if the horse's mouth is filled with useful insurance tools? This is the exact case with the GEICO app. Yes, the app is free and therefore a gift horse. However, look inside the app and behold, emergency roadside assistance, digital ID cards, bill pay. Get the GEICO app, look it in the mouth, get amazing services. Thank you. Unfiltered, uncensored, here every Tuesday. I thank you for joining us. Uh, we have over 200 and some shows now, you know, at the uh, uh, on iTunes. Today we're going to have a very interesting show. I uh, have to catch up with some email that was just sent to me, but we're going to have uh, uh, Marty Berman, who has previously been on the podcast discussing CBD products. And, uh, but today we're going to have a uh, Todd Davis and another uh, uh, medical consultant to discuss uh, CBD, the endocannabinoid system, deliveries, the science behind it. But before we get to all that, ladies and gentlemen, I do have to keep uh, my attorneys happy, and uh, we're going to do that right now. This program contains general medical information. The medical information heard on this program is not advice and should not be treated as such. The information is not intended or implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. You should never delay seeking medical advice, disregard medical advice, or discontinue medical treatment because of information heard on this program. You are encouraged to confirm any information obtained from this program with other sources and review all information regarding any medical condition or treatment with your physician. That being said, ladies and gentlemen, and we're going to have a really interesting show today. We have a lot of time, and we may, may even have time for questions uh, at the end. But I do have to uh, tell you about uh, upcoming programs we're going to have on concussion. On November 14th, Dr. Bennett Amalu, who is the uh, person who uh, discovered CTE in football players, who was the inspiration uh, behind the movie Concussion. He was played by Will Smith in that movie. He will be on our program November 14th. And then we're going to follow that program up with uh, uh, Dr. Jerry Smith and Janet uh, Janet Doman uh, and continue on the discussion of uh, uh, concussion because Janet, as you know, has also been on our program before, and she runs an institute in Philadelphia. Actually, it's worldwide treating uh, brain injuries and concussion. So, ladies and gentlemen, with that being said, uh, I want to introduce Dr. Dan and Dr. Jerry. Good afternoon, Dr. Jerry. How are you, sir? We're doing good. And Dr. Dan, you're there, correct? Good afternoon, Dr. Ron, Dr. Jerry, and Dr. Marty. All right. So, look, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to, we might as well just get right into this. I, I see some numbers that I think look familiar, and then I'll introduce them in a second. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, 
it may seem like kind of a die-all CBD is something new. It's been used by humans since the dawn of civilization. CBD is a natural constituent of cannabis, a plant that has been utilized for centuries as medicine. But CBD itself was first identified in the 30s and 40s, and its specific chemical structure was not documented, believe it or not, until 1963. The research didn't end there. Many scientists now consider CBD to be the single most important cannabinoid ever discovered. So you may hear more about THC in the news. That's a cannabinoid that gets you high. Yet the CBD is the real cannabinoid superstar. CBD is responsible for most of the health and wellness benefits of the cannabis plant without the psychoactivity of THC, and new benefits are being discovered all the time. In this program, ladies and gentlemen, you'll learn from the experts about CBD, your endocannabinoid system. You'll... uh, see some research that's being conducted and pursued and can, can, CBD came out to the world in a big way. You know why? When this, stop, this plant stopped an epileptic seizure in its tracks on U.S. national television in the time since many enthusiasts have realized that this miracle compound, compound can stop spasms, calm anxiety, and soothe those in chronic pain. But what is CBD? How does it work? How is it different from THC? Well, ladies and gentlemen, stay tuned, please. With that being said, I want to just make sure this is uh, our guest today. Uh, Is this Mr. Todd Davis? It is. Nice to be with you. Thank you, sir. Glad you can join us, and uh, thank you for taking the time. And uh, I want to thank Marty Berman uh, uh, of the uh, uh, health food store in Brookhaven, of the Berman's Health Shop. Uh, for starting uh, uh, introducing us to you and introducing CBD to our audience. Uh, good afternoon, Marty. Hi, hi, Dr. Ron. Thanks for having me, and uh, it's great to be here. Uh, and uh, uh, Todd, uh, I'm going to let you introduce yourself. As, as uh, I know you're the CEO of Index, and you have been promoting CBD products. I want you to tell us a little bit about yourself. And that'll give me time to uh, uh, catch up on a recent email that uh, Marty just told me you sent me about another CV of another physician that's going to join us. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. Dr. Raza will be joining us today. Okay. Uh, Todd, so why don't you give us a little information about yourself and how you you, uh, uh, started this company and and then uh, what I would like to do is maybe have a little structure in, in talking about what CD, CBD is, how it's sourced, the endocannabinoid system, how it works, uh, the science behind it, and then we'll talk about the diseases and the products that you can provide our listeners uh, to treat these, these conditions. Is that okay with you? Yeah, absolutely. So I'll start okay, with my so background. I was, uh, I was an investment banker in the 1990s when the biotech boom first started. And I had a background in science, and I I basically took my skills in science and biotechnology and and the understanding of medical science and applied it to the investment banking world. And it was my job to be the expert between the doctor or the scientist and the investment community. So I got to see a lot of the early stage biotech getting released into the market in the 1990s that was developed in the 70s and 80s. And it gave me a solid 12-year career in that space. When I retired from being uh, that particular position, I started consulting for the doctors and the inventors of these technologies. 
in a way that allowed these doctors to be able to get new technology to the market. So Index Corporation was one of those companies. It was a it was a biotech firm back in the early 2000s that had a promising technology that was uh, it was positioned to be a potential remedy or solution for dealing with uh, HIV and herpes related disorders, uh, where signaling was uh, in the in the human Im- immune system and immunomodulating was a primary. Uh, function at dealing with these diseases. So it gave me a lot of experience in that space, and eventually the, the company just failed. It had bad management at the time, and they, they made some poor decisions with fantastic technology that really could have changed the world then. It is still being developed now. So down the line, uh, Index, we, we turned into an incubator company, and we started developing other technologies. And when we started evaluating this new and uh, burgeoning market, the medical marijuana market, we looked at it from the standpoint of how can they put the word medical in front of this industry when they don't know what they're talking about? There was, there was no talk of dosing. There was no talk of what it actually did, the mechanisms of action, the different components you would need in a normal medical practice or pharmaceutical practice when you're looking at introducing new technology to the market. So we came into the market as a compliance and technology company, but in the background we were doing uh, studies on CBD, and we were trying to understand what about this medical marijuana plant was actually working in the body, producing the results. And what we found when we isolated CBD away from the rest of the plant, that we had a, a measurable scientific process to determine what CBD or cannabidiol was doing in the body and the benefits that it was achieving. And that's, that's really the premise. That was the background of how we got started. And so I recruited uh, a doctor. We did a, a couple tests uh, with 20 patients. Um, we did 20 patients where we tested on the delivery system of vaping. And then we did 20 patients on the delivery system of oil droplets, oral intake. And then we did, uh, we expanded out to 40 patients for capsule intake, and ultimately had four doctors in four different sites testing these different delivery platforms to measure two primary uh, indicators. One is could we reduce diabetic neuropathic pain, so neuropathy. And through the three different delivery methods and working with the dosing regimens, we found the dosing regimens where we could achieve therapeutic value at, in all three delivery methods to achieve one thing, reduce neuropathic pain in the diabetic neuropathy patients. And that was our primary concern. And from there, we saw it just cascading through the body, reducing the need for medications, improving inflammation conditions, pain conditions, and many other diseases and symptoms along the way. So that's, that's how we got here. And we started, after we did the clinical testing, we started introducing those products with proper dosing to the market so that people would have an educated method on finding solutions for themselves by u- utilizing this product. Excellent. So that's, that's you know, it in a Todd, nutshell. Well, that, that's a great introduction. I really appreciate that. And I just, be while I was looking at, uh, looking at that email you sent about Dr. Raz, and I, Dr. Raz is on the line, 
Uh, I just got an email that says, uh, we have a close friend in North Carolina that takes two-thirds of an eyedropper in the morning and evening and has eliminated gamma peptin that he took for years for leg and foot neuropathy. Uh, looking forward to hearing your show and, and talking to you later. So, you know, right there. It's a I can tell you, I can tell you this. You know, it, it kind of it, it adds to what we really found out during during our clinical testing and clinical observation. When a patient treats themselves uh, or starts to utilize CBD, there is a ripple effect. If, a, if that doctor that is treating the patient is a, a podiatrist, he's concentrated on the foot, he's looking to reduce pain in the foot. There's another doctor out there, the neurologist, or there may be another doctor in his place, a gastroenterologist or a cardiologist. There's a series of doctors taking care of a patient that may have one or more conditions that are out there. When they start taking the CBD and they stop needing gabapentin or they stop needing Imitrix or they stop needing Neurontin or any of these other pain medications that are extremely, extremely potent and, and can be damaging, we see the neurologist is now affected in his treatment plan because the patient stops taking the pain medications that were originally prescribed to him. He doesn't need it. And so there's a series of events that takes place when that patient in North Carolina calls in and says, I stopped taking gabapentin, I'm using CBD. The doctors don't always have the knowledge that he took CBD to replace the gabapentin. So there's, through this education process, this is where we're starting to learn how can doctors apply this to their practice? How can they utilize it as supportive medicine or even curative in, in certain cases? Bye. Okay. Uh, uh, let me just introduce Dr. Raza while he's here. Uh, well, we have a moment before we get started in, in, more, uh, in, in with the questions, Todd. Dr. Raza, good afternoon, sir. Could you just introduce yourself to uh, uh, our two co-hosts, Dr. Jerry and Dr. Dan, and to our audience, please? Absolutely. Uh, certainly, I, I, I thank you, gentlemen, uh, for having me on the call. Uh, this is certainly a big passion of mine. Uh, I have multiple reasons to be uh, in this space. Uh, my background, I have a MD in uh, internal medicine uh, from Mount Sinai School of Medicine. I've also completed my PhD at Mount Sinai School of Medicine, uh, really working on uh, the working memory process and how it uh, connects to the prefrontal cortex. Um, uh, just to shed a little bit of light on that so you understand the importance of my future, uh, my upcoming statement, is the fact that memory is really involved in every aspect of our existence. It is, it is really memory that we rely upon uh, for our experiences, for our knowledge, for our wisdom, for our better health. So this elaborate system existed, and, and I focused my research and dissertation on that, but, you know, what's funny is that while focusing on this system, such an important system, that science, the whole human endocannabinoid system was left out of it. Uh, it was not entertained. It was not even uh, calculated into uh, the different uh, neurological processes that occur in the memory process. So that took me a step back, uh, and I, on my own, this is 25 years ago, began to delve into my own knowledge of the endocannabinoid system and began to understand as more and more scientific information came out, understanding that scientific information and how it applies to not only my research but the body in general. Uh, and, I, and I created a, uh, 
a, a, a sort of a ongoing timeline of research and science in the, in the cannabinoid system. With that, what I was able to do is decipher the importance of CBD um, and uh, how it plays into our uh, body system. It is an amazing system. It is a system that really uh, that affects every other system in the body. It is, it is the, the receptors are present both in the central nervous system as well as in the periphery. One important area of the periphery that is it's present is the immune, the immune cells themselves, which uh, are responsible for a lot of the inflammatory cascades that happen in the body. So as, as I began to get more and more information on this whole system, I was able to conceptualize CBD not only on a sort of a molecular level, but also on the level of how it may affect receptor binding, bioavailability, its plasma binding, its own metabolism, how it's converted into an oxidized form, how does it act on the uh, uh, cytochrome P450 system, which is the metabolizing enzymes of our body. So all this information is gathering. Now, I took it to another level in my mind, is that CBD in itself is a revolutionary, incredible compound. But how do we advance it even further? So this is when synergy comes in. We have to understand that the system affects all of the system, as I mentioned. So we need to address that molecule in the same way, uh, allowing it to not only function well on its own, but also combining it with real synergistic compounds that enhances that, those properties. Again, those properties can be bioavailability. Those properties can be uh, absorption through the skin. That property could be how it uh, reacts with the nuclear mechanisms. And, and believe it or not, it is a system that has been present in our body from the most simplest vertebrae. So it, it, it is, it is uh, it's incredible to even imagine approaching human disease without taking into account the human endocannabinoid system because you're missing your big thing. There are studies out there. There are more and more studies that are appearing uh, in, in the scientific literature that is showing the benefits of this simple molecule and how it can really uh, not only serve as a as a, a, a complete alternative to current forms of big pharma therapy, but assist in the process of tapering, detoxification, as, as an adjunct medication. Uh, and again, it all comes down to balancing the system in itself, maintaining homeostasis. And that's why it's profound effects throughout the body. Every, everything from, let's say, the hypothalamic, pituitary, adrenal axis. Now, all these accesses are one vector axis. In other words, they affect uh, the organ systems that are aligned with that axis. If you look at the endocannabinoid system, that axis is multiple. It has multiple vectors. It, it affects the gut to the neural axis, the cortisol adrenal axis, the insulin and sugar metabolism axis, all the way down to the mitochondria in energy production, which, of course, another thing that really blows my mind in regards to the scientific nature of this compound. Mitochondria is the powerhouse of our cell. It's responsible for ATP. ATP is our energy source. And when you don't have that energy source, you eventually began, begin developing multiple conditions, anywhere from atherosclerosis to cancer to chronic inflammation to rheumatoid arthritis. And this has been shown in studies 
where immune cells are releasing many, many chemicals like leukotrienes and prostaglandins, and all these things lead to damage. And so uh, what, is the, what is the underpinning of all this? It's inflammation. It's inflammation. People don't think of diabetes as an inflammatory disease. They think of it as a sugar disease, but essentially it's inflammation. It is the inflammation that leads to uh, diabetic neuropathy, the retinopathy in the eyes, macular degeneration, nephritis. All those things are related to the inflammation that is being induced by the uh, uh, inflammation itself. So, so we have a molecule here where one of its strongest properties is anti-inflammatory, and it accomplishes that through multiple mechanisms, receptor activation, acting as a, uh, a, a, a molecule that can turn on and off genes of inflammation. Uh, so it becomes a, a compound that is not only a substance in itself achieving these benefits, but also becomes what is called a nutritional epigenetic factor which is a field that's been growing, and it's, it's going to provide greater information. And simply what it is is the ability of CBD to turn on and off genes. That is huge. Uh, so um, my experience over these years has led me to this point where I need to discover more about this molecule. I need to know more about how it combines with other synergistic materials to really affect disease and improve patient outcomes. And, 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 and really, that's where we are at this point um, with regards to not only my own experience, but our company as a whole, driving that research, driving that education, and, uh, and bringing this therapy to areas that are so unmet, hugely unmet in regards to treatment and therapy. You look at the concussion area, the post-concussion All right, syndrome. Doc, let's, 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 just take, let's just take a break, and, and, and let's just get back to, to some basics. Uh, what's this, sure, let, sure, let's sure. just I'm talk sorry. about hemp, hemp oil and hemp CBD and how, how you arrive at this product and how important is the source and do you take into account yeah, glyphosate, glyphosate, and pesticides, and so forth. So either Todd or Doc, either one, maybe you can handle that one. I'll, I'll address, this is Todd. I'll address that. Right. You know, when you're, when you're a company and you're providing these new products to the market, the, our primary concern is the safety and the quality of the product. And so because it's such a new industry, we really have to do a lot of due diligence before we can accept a source as a product as an ingredient to bring into our product lines. So in the early stages, the Europeans and the Chinese were the ones providing CBD to the market. The Chinese products were testing poorly. They had pesticides. They had residual solvents. There was other dirt and other uh, uh, earth materials in there that could promote bacteria, mold, mildew, all different types of things. The Europeans seemed to have it right. They never stopped manufacturing and growing hemp as a uh, as an industrial product. So they had the they had the separation technologies. They had the the right resources, and those were the initial places that we would source from. We would investigate the farms they came from. If they had an, an eco certification, an eco farm certification, that was the equivalent or even more stringent than a farm here in the United States that could be certified organic. So we would test the soil to make sure it was clean. We would test the water sources, make sure they're clean, test the plant materials at harvest, after extraction, 
and then after it was, uh, made it into the United States, we would test again. So we put a lot of mechanisms in place to, uh, to ascertain certainty that we had a safe product that had no heavy metals in it, no mold or fungus or mildew or any other uh, live materi uh, bioactive materials, and also that it did not have pesticides or other solvents on it. Those were the early days. Now that the, that the progression of the industry has led to uh, agriculture, uh, agricultural departments in various states that oversee and regulate this new industry, we can rely on other sources. Colorado is one of our primary sources. There are multiple farms in Colorado that are in, in strict uh, compliance and adherence to the regulations where we can now track, trace, and certify that the products and the sourcing is safe. And we, we, we rely on labs. We rely on third-party labs to, uh, to create the, the necessary tests to test for all the, uh, the pollutants that we uh, just recently, recently talked about. So as a patient, as a client, as a consumer of these products, sourcing, in my opinion, is the most important thing. I still have a tremendous fear about any product that I cannot trace back to its origin. If you can't trace it, there's usually a reason. It's been uh, sent to a different country. It's been put a stamp on from one country after it came from another. There's a lot of uh, shell game action going on in the CBD. Okay, I think Consumer, that's really you know, important. Yes, it's, it's very that's important. That's really an important you know, point. Uh, that, that's really where we have to start because, you know, we talk on this pro this program all the time about inflammation being the, the cause of most chronic diseases. We talk about contamination. We talk about uh, endocrine disruptors, and we talk about the lead that's in lipstick that women put on their lips every day. So, obviously, if you're going to take a product like CBD, uh, you want to know its source. That's right. You want to you trust know, the company product you're buying that does from. so many things. I couldn't agree with you more. And that's where we started. We're a compliance company in general. That that's the spirit of our technology services. But when you're putting, you're consuming a product, you're putting your body, the the expectations and the, the anticipations of the average everyday consumer is for health benefits. If you're going to make their health worse or compromise their health in, in, by introducing a foreign object to it. Why are we in the business? And, and unfortunately, this is industry-wide. It, it takes place in many industries that are selling you the next best, greatest thing and not really providing you a product that has any value or, in some cases, has a detriment to you. So knowing that source, Doctor, I, you know, our feeling is if we don't know it, we're not selling it, we're not going to make a product, and we're not going to endorse it. Excellent. I think that's a great point. Dr. Jerry, any questions for uh, Todd or Dr. Raza? Yeah, uh, Dr. Raza and, uh, and Todd, I, I have a question, and it may sound off the wall, but uh, I deal a lot with EMFs and the damage that EMFs can do. What possibility if the stored product of CBD is being contaminated by EMFs from, you know, cell towers, will that pick up the the distorted uh, signal and it imprinted into the oil? I, that's, a, that's a pretty loaded question. I, I'm not sure how to answer that. You know, what we know about the hemp plant is this. It, is, it grabs the entire environment that it grows in, much like a grape. 
the grapevine grabs the air, the, the smells, the pollens, the soil, the water. It grabs all of that to make a unique grape. Uh, hemp is the same exact way. It grabs everything from the soil, the water, the atmosphere. Everything that comes in contact with that plant affects the nature of that plant at the point of harvest. So when we talk about uh, industrial hemp or even marijuana, you're talking about terpene profiles. This is what the plant grabs in from the environment and turns into odors or flavor or, or different profiles that on top of the cannabinoid profile are all part of this very complex plant. So knowing that, is an EMF affecting a plant material? Maybe. It's possible. Yeah, my, you know, my big concern is yeah, the, the final product was uh, Emoto, the Japanese researcher, mm-hmm. showed that if you took a photograph uh, and you put water, uh, a glass of water on it, it imprints the frequency of the photograph into the water. And all I'm saying is that you have a finished product that's sitting on the truck or sitting in the warehouse, and, and they have Wi-Fi in that building. Is that Wi-Fi imprinting a toxic frequency into the finished product? Dr. Rob, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I, I mean, you know, I, I, so I have not researched or uh, dived deeply into that area. So, uh, honestly, I can't offer any type of advice on that. Because the reason I throw this up is, you know, uh, back in the 1990s, Judy uh, Mikovits was a researcher for NIH, and they were growing uh, vaccines on chicken embryos. And unbeknownst to, to the, all the researchers, the vaccines that were being produced on the chicken embryos were picking up the retroviruses from the chicken and, and contaminating them and causing havoc. I think this is one area that's not being addressed because they're unaware of it. And, and it could be a, a serious issue and, and just being ignored because of ignorance. Dr. Jerry, you could take this to almost any pharmaceutical, though. I mean, any product sitting on the shelf today with Wi-Fi being so ubiquitous all around us and all the different frequencies we're being exposed to. So, you know, even the water you drink uh, can absorb well, these frequencies. Agree. So, so, yeah. so well, that's I mean, what I'm saying that, that yeah, there may be some some type of protection that could be done. But anyway, the point I want to say is I'm not disputing the quality or the you know the activity of CBD oil. I think it's great, but our environment is so damn polluted today that. Um, you know, you know, you get a good vitamin. Okay, you go through the airport, the X-ray. Do you have to wrap it in foil to protect it from being contaminated from the radiation when you're going through the airport? Yeah. If I may just, uh, if I may just add to that uh, real quick, the information that I have uh, is that you know the amount of environmental electromagnetic forces that may act upon a plant to change it, let's say, molecular structure or the way it acts in the body is really non-comparable to the forces that are acting within the body with regards to charges and nuclear positioning on the quantum level of of electrons, the spin of those electrons. I mean, you're talking at a level where the amount of energy of external electromagnetic forces that actually can produce a significant change, I don't even think it's feasible at this point until there is greater levels of those electromagnetic forces because our own body has much more of, of a profound effect as far as electromagnetism is concerned as compared to the environment. I mean, our bodies are basically run on, on, on a charge. That's what we, how we run. 
you know, everything from electrical activity in the brain down to our muscle contraction. It all has to do with shifts in positive and negative ions across cell membranes to initiate a response. Now, imagine the electromagnetic force that's generated by a single cell at that level, and that doesn't change the CBD molecule in any of its form or structure or function. I don't think uh, external electromagnetic waves are